What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show. I am your friendly neighborhood fantasy analyst, Fabs, with my pal Toss behind the virtual glass. What's going on, brother? We're both rocking our Cowboys gear today. Uh, feeling good about this game against the Rams coming up on Sunday? Feeling pretty good. I mean, we had a bye last week, so I can't feel bad about it. You know, I, I, I'm not coming in with these the, these negative, bad vibes. I'm, I'm here with some positive energy and uh, yeah, just excited to talk some fantasy football, Fabs. Yeah, and we will get into that, of course, your starts and sits, uh, your DFS bargains and fades. And uh, let's start off with the injuries, though, first, because there are mm. a lot of them. And uh, at quarterback, Justin Fields, unlikely to go. Sunday Night Football, another week of Tyson Bajent. Um Start the Chargers defense, although he didn't look that bad last week, and the Bears won the game. So I mean, it's not it's not like the guy came in and looked like Nathan Peterman. Um, nope. Brock Purdy's got a concussion. Sam Donald will start for the Niners. If you're in a two QB league, you're going to pick up Sam Donald and play him this week. If you're in need, uh, Deshaun Watson's not going to go again. Uh, every week that trade gets worse and worse for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, PJ Walker will start for the Seahawks uh, against the Seahawks, which means that. All of the Browns' pass-catching options come with risk this week. Uh, Kyler Murray is getting close. If he's on the waiver wire in your league somehow, pick him up and stash him. Uh, I think he'll be back here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Daniel Jones continues uh, to deal with his injury. We could see Tyrod Taylor again in the Battle of New York or New Jersey, no matter uh, where uh, I guess they play. It's New York. But Jones could potentially be a question mark as well. And Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a Monday night game. I'm just praying this guy gets back because we need him. Not because we need Garoppolo, but I have Devontae Adams shares that are suffering without Garoppolo uh, under center for the Vegas Raiders, which was the reason why I was worried about Adams in the first place. Uh, yep. Running backs. Keep tabs on all these players who were either limited or missed practice on Wednesday. Alvin Kamara, he should be good to go. David Montgomery, unlikely to play this week against the Raiders. Uh, fire up Jameer Gibbs. Aaron Jones, that hamstring will not go away. It's driving me nuts. Uh, Raheem Mostert's got an ankle. Uh, Ken Walker's got a calf. Jerome Ford's not going to play this week, which means Kareem Hunt should be the guy, but he didn't practice on Wednesday either. So continue to keep tabs on him. Uh, Pierre Strong is worth a look off the waiver wire. Miles Sanders looks like he'll be back this week, which kind of stinks because we all wanted to start Chuba Hubbard against the Texans. Um, Roshan Johnson has not been cleared as of right now the concussion protocol, but he's back at practice. So that bears backfield could get a little muddy this week. Um, Tyree kill. He's dealing with some injuries. Keep tabs on his status. If we lose him, that is going to hurt. Uh, Curtis Samuel also a little banged up Adam Thielen. I think he's going to be fine. Amari Cooper should be fine. Uh, DK Metcalf back at practice. Tyler Lockett probably will miss him practice, but should be a good, uh, a, a, he'll be a go against the Browns although it's not a great matchup. And then I would assume that you won't have Debo Samuel again this week for the 49ers with Sam Darnold under center there uh, against the Bengals. Now let's go to TNF, Bucks, Bills, another exhilarating game on Prime Video. I I hope it's better than some of these other ones have been. Although last week's didn't end up that bad. Um, no. the, Bills are, the Bills are a nine-point favorite. The over-under is 43 and a half. Uh, the current money line is 340 uh, on the positive side for the Bucks, minus 440 for the Bills. Uh, a little, a little bit of wagering info for you. And there's not much as it pertains to the actual spread in the game, but there is some interesting stuff in terms of the trends with the total. 
Uh, the Bills are three and four against the spread this season. They're 11 and 11 in their last 23 games. Um, uh, they had one game that was in London, keep in mind. Uh, they're six and five against the spread in Buffalo. So I don't get anything there. Uh, the Bills are three and three against the spread at home in games where they're favored by at least eight and a half points. I don't get anything from that. Josh Allen is four and one against the spread as a starter in five career games on Thursday. And all five of those games went under. Huh. So that's notable. And one of those games was played on Thanksgiving against Detroit. The final score was 28, 25. It still went under <laughs> the total was 54 and a half. <clears throat> so that's interesting. Yeah. Here's a few more things that are interesting. The bucks are three and three against the spread this year. That's not interesting. Five of those games under interesting. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is three and one against the spread in his career on Thursday. All three games went under. Notice signs uh yeah seeing seeing some under trends here i does this game not feel like this line feels a little fishy to me nine uh, you, you nine points you think it's too high i think so nine points is a lot i mean look this tampa bay team has lost two in a row but they lost mm -hmm. to two good teams i i think i think the falcons are, are solid and look to be the the favorite in that division and then the lions sure they got trounced by Baltimore but up until that point they had been really they've been playing really good football mm -hmm. I like plucky Baker on a Thursday night I like that that three and one against the spread uh I don't know I I might take the Bucks to cover in this game I mean it the Bills are just so banged up on defense and the Buccaneers yeah, defense is good so yep. it's going to be another another good Stefan Diggs Josh Allen game but I don't know much else of what we're going to get from the Bills offense honestly yeah. Uh, in terms of the Bucks, the starts, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's banged up right now, but he's expected to play. Uh, I'm not playing Baker Mayfield unless it's a multi-quarterback league. The Bills have allowed the second fewest points to quarterbacks. Uh, Rashad White, who did nothing on the ground last week, but had a bunch of catches. He's probably a flex at best. The Bills have allowed the 11th most points to running backs, so it's not a great matchup. It's not an awful matchup. Five running backs have beaten Buffalo for 13-plus points. Two have gone over 27. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, White, though, is not an inspiring play. Can they just game? Can they just pick up? Can they bring back playoff Lenny as as a secondary back to to pair with White? Because the guy seems like he'd be a really good third down back, in my yeah. opinion. Yep. But yep. but to carry yep. the bulk, first, second, and third down, he's not that type. He's not that guy. Like he just. I isn't. love it. now the trade deadlines on uh, Halloween. Right. I'd love to see them trade for like Javante Williams or Zach Moss or somebody, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if the Buccaneers are a team that's going to be buying at the deadline. Yeah. Um, for the Bills, I mean, obviously Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs are, are going to be must-starts. James Cook is a flex. The Bucs have been relatively tough against running backs, 11 fewest points to running backs. Uh, four have beaten them for 13-plus, one for 20-plus. Gabe Davis, after – a really strong four game stretch has kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, I don't know that I'd play him with a lot of confidence. He's probably a flex in this game. Dalton Kincaid is interesting though. Dawson Knox is now out. He's having surgery, which means that Dalton Kincaid, the rookie out of Utah is now the number one tight end in Buffalo without any competition. And I think Kincaid will be a top 12 tight end the rest of the way. If you were able to pick him up off the waiver wire this week, giddy up. I would play him because of the volume. 
The Buccaneers have allowed just one tight end to score more than 9.1 points against them this season. So the matchup's not great, but in terms of volume, Kincaid is a playable asset, and maybe he's a guy you're starting every week for the rest of the season. Uh, time will tell. So we'll find out uh, a little bit more about Kincaid and what he's going to do now that Dawson Knox is out uh, in this game against the Buccaneers. I, I would love, and I know it's not going to happen, the Bucks wore the cream sickles, right? And they're yep. awesome uniforms. The white uniforms from the Bruce, the Buck, you know, Bucko Bruce days were really nice too. I love to see the Bucks wear the whites against the Bills wearing the blues. Okay. That I would be you were, fun. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But I thought you were gonna say the Bills color rush red, but I hate those color rush ones actually. I don't I don't like I don't like all one uniform color. Yeah, I need there to be. I don't like all red or all white or all green. Remember, like, like years ago, they had that color rush game, the Christmas game. It of wasn't course, Christmas, I remember. I'm, but it was Jets I'm, Bills. It was Jets Bills, and I'm colorblind, Fabs. So you couldn't. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, so I could, you couldn't tell. Terrible game for me to watch as a viewer. It's oh absolutely awful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, I, I don't like those uniforms. Um, Jen Piacenti, our pal, the Princess of Props over at Sports Illustrated, her player props for Thursday night. Dalton Kincaid over 36 and a half receiving yards, minus 120. I like it. Gabe Davis, longest reception over 20 and a half yards at minus 110. I like it. Under 49 and a half rushing yards at minus 110. I like that one too. I think this might be Jen's best slate here. It's pretty good. Now, last week, it wasn't just Jen. Everybody in the industry got kicked in the nuts last week. Everything went the other way. Everything. I remember on uh, Fantasy Dirt, Lindsay and I were talking about the Vikings 49ers game and how so many of the games going into that, that game had gone sideways. And I found a stat, I believe it was Kirk Cousins is two and seven in his last nine Monday night games or two and nine in his last 11. I can't remember what it was, but he was bad. Right. And the Vikings win the game outright. Uh, Yeah. Last week sucked. I, I mean, my, my picks were awful in a lot of respects. I like Sam Howell. I liked Brock Purdy. Um, you didn't folks, like Kirk Cousins, as you mentioned. I didn't like Kirk Cousins. Folks, predicting the future is hard. And sometimes these weeks come at us that go so sideways and that you get totally frustrated. You know what? You crimple that thing up, you throw it in the garbage, and let's move on to week eight uh, because last week was a S show on so many uh, levels. Now let's go to the DFS bargains for the week. Week eight. Can believe it's week eight. Next Tuesday, we're going to be doing this flying. pod. It's going to be Halloween. It's absolutely I want you flying. to dress up. You're going to dress up as Michael Myers, maybe? Or, uh, <laughs> sure. Brady? Just keep coming back. <laughs> I wish that's what my fantasy teams were like, the ones that are down and out right now. I'm, I, I, I'll, do the, I'll do the whole podcast like in a uh, hockey mask. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so the quarterback bargains, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's been really good historically after the bye. Uh, he's at 6100 bucks against the Rams. It's not a homer pick. I've got Sam Howell on here. I, I will say this too, folks. Remember that the NFL is a week-to-week league. Please remember that. Because what Sam Howell did last week done me a pile of beans for this week. Okay? Or what he didn't do last week. The NFL is a week-to-week league. So even though a guy had an awful game last week, does it hurt your confidence in that player? Yes. Doesn't mean that player can have a good game. And the last time Howell played the Eagles, he had over 18 points. Just keep that in mind. And this is a home game for the commanders. 
I've got Sam Darnold on here at 4,300 bucks. This is a big, this is a big week for Sam Darnold. There's a lot Huge. of people out there that think Sam Darnold could be the starter for the Niners. Um, if you know, they didn't have Purdy like, and he'd be great. I don't know that I agree with that. Uh, but the system in San Francisco with Shanahan, everyone seems to think that like, well, it doesn't matter who it is, throw him back there. You're telling me you could put Jamarcus Russell in his prime in that offense and he'll be good. I don't think so. Uh, but anyways, Sam Donald's going to be a chalk play because he's so cheap at 43 this week uh, on DraftKings. The running backs, Alexander Madison. I know he lost carries last week with the matchups. Good. He's at 5,600 bucks. Kareem Hunt's at 52 against Seattle. I've got Chuba at 48 against the Texans, but keep tabs on the status of Sanders. If Sanders is expected to play, which I think he probably will, uh, Chuba loses some of that luster uh, for sure. Hollywood Brown, revenge game against the Ravens at 5,200 bucks. I'll take that. Uh, Kendrick Bourne against the Dolphins at $4,700. The last time he played the Dolphins, he had a huge game in week one. Uh, doesn't mean he'll duplicate it, but he's had two good games in a row. And a lot of he's volume. Now, he's he's their number one receiver. He's their number option, number one option in the passing game, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, and then Curtis Samuel, who is on the injury report, so keep tabs on his status, $4,200 against the Eagles. I had a good game against them a few weeks back. At tight end, Dalton Schultz uh, at 39 against the Panthers. He's had a touchdown in three straight games. Jake Ferguson of our beloveds against the Rams, who do not do well against tight ends. Uh, Trey McBride, that's another one to look for. $2,800. He's now the number one tight end in Arizona because Zach Ertz got put on the injured list. So uh, if you're looking for a tight end and things are thin at the wide receiver, uh, at the uh, tight end spot on the waiver wire, McBride could be an option. Uh, the fades. I'm, I got Kirk Cousins on here at $6,900. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I know he was good last week, and I give him all the credit in the world. This is a road game against the Packers. Here's the one thing. Packers defense is a mash unit right now. I still don't want to spend almost seven thousand dollars for Kirk Cousins on the road. Fab, so is so are the 49ers. I know, so 40... I, just I just don't I don't want to do it. I don't want Kirk to do chains, it. man. He's a I top know, 10 quarterback. Did you see Justin Jefferson give him that that yeah. ice that had top 10 on it? Yeah, yeah. After the beginning of the season, he, he said he great, wasn't man. a top five guy. He great. Uh Stafford against the Cowboys at sixty six hundred dollars. Gino, I don't want him against the Browns at fifty nine. I don't want Gino anywhere. This is Gino. Last year, I don't know who that was. But this is Geno Smith. Uh, this is what he is and what he's been for most of his career. Uh, running backs, the whole B. John Robinson thing spooked me last week, and he's got the Titans this week. You're starting him in traditional leagues, $6,000. I'm not spending it in DFS. It doesn't even seem like that much money. But it's a bad matchup, and I don't I, – last week was weird. Uh, Joe Mixon against the 49ers, 5800 bucks too much. Even though the Niners got smoked last week by the Vikings, they're still good against the run for the most part. Not impenetrable, but they're still good. Brian Robinson, 5400 bucks, Too rich for me. Uh, wide receivers to fade. Jalen Waddell. Although, if Tyreek Hill is like really significantly injured and can't play, this changes. I'm expecting Tyreek uh, to go with this prognostication. So 7500 bucks against the Patriots. Have you seen Tua Tungvaloa's numbers career-wise against New England? He's never scored more than 17 points against them. Really? Yeah, he's he's he has not been good against the Patriots isn't from it, a fantasy perspective. Weirdly, isn't their record really good though with Tua? Under yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, you could be right, but he doesn't score a lot of points, or at least he has not. 
Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., $6,500 against the Saints. Don't love that. And Amari Cooper with P.J. Walker throwing on the ball in Seattle at $6,200. Not digging that either. Yeah, tight ends. I know Hunter Henry had a good game against the Dolphins in week one. Hunter Henry's snaps have gone down significantly uh, lately. And so I, I can't play him at 37. Najoku against the Seahawks at 36. And then Logan Thomas against the Eagles at 34. Uh, let's get into your starts and sits now. Toss. The, offic- the official, just quickly, the official uh, record to attack of Iloa against the Patriots is 5-0. and He's never lost. 5-0? Yeah. Yeah. I can I can look this up quickly for you guys. I know I was doing a little bit of research on this um, yesterday, and I, actually a couple of days ago when I was doing the preparation uh, for Stardom and Sidem, which happens on Tuesdays, that's uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, which is why I tell you guys to always go back and look at the column because I'm updating it constantly. Uh, and I was I almost put two in there as a Sidem. Quarterback is hard this week. Quarterback is hard this week, and I'll, I'll I'll let you know why here in a second. Uh, looking back at Tua, here are his games against the Patriots. So he's actually had one game over 17. That's it. His numbers, 12.2, which was last year. Earlier in the season, 12.2. He had 18.7 against them three years ago. 14.8 and 16.2. Yeah. That's not good. He's had no. one halfway decent game and 18 he's ne- points. He's never thrown for more than one touchdown against the Patriots. He's never, never thrown for 300 yards. Twice no. he's been held under 200 yards. So yeah, it's He's been yeah, he's been sacked 9 times career. He's thrown 3 picks. Um he does have 3 rushing touchdowns against New England and that's where he had that big game. Well, not big game, but better game, 18.7, uh, as I correct myself. He did nothing through the air in that game. So just keep that in mind. Two is I've got two in my top 10 this week, but matchup's not great. Here's why the quarterbacks were rough for me this week as an analyst. You know I don't like to put big names into the article, into the analysis. You guys are smart enough to know who to start and who to sit. Looking at the allowed the allowed points per defense to quarterbacks, commanders are the most. They're playing Hurts. Can't play him. Can't talk about him. Chargers are next. I'm not telling you to start Tyson Bajan. The Broncos are next. Mahomes, obvious. Miami is next. Mac Jones? I, I might get fired if I tell you to start Mac Jones. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, next. Lamar Jackson? Can't tell you to play him. Then you got the Bears next. I have Justin Herbert in the article because I'm I ran out of options, and he had a bad game last week. So next up, Detroit, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Brian Hoyer, or Aiden O'Connell, Barf. Jaguars are next. Kenny Pickett. I'm not telling you to play Kenny Pickett in a, in a week where you don't have any buys. Then you got the Eagles, and I'm actually saying that I would start Howell. If I needed him. And then the Vikings, Jordan Love, who's been awful now for three games in a row. It's rough. It, it is this week is rough. This week's rough. So my number one start of the week is Jared Goff, which no uh no, no one will mistake this. He is at home <laughs> this week. <laughs> and uh the Raiders have allowed 18 plus points to three quarterbacks since week eight. 
uh, a week since week two, excuse me. So Goff is a good play. I've got Herbert on the list because I had to. I've got Loris on the list. You know what, Tasha? And I don't even believe in him. Lawrence has had one game over 18 points this year. That's it. And he rushed for 59 yards. It was a game last week. He's averaging 15 points a game. Just the, the Steelers' defensive backfield is not great. But they're at home. So, I mean, I, I'm cautiously starting Lawrence. I got Dak on here. I've got C.J. Stroud on here. I, Panthers, honestly, if I have God. Stroud or Lawrence, like I'm probably gambling there and playing Stroud over Lawrence personally because – the Steelers defense has won them football. This is a good football team, or at least they're really well coached. And like you said, Lawrence hasn't had that breakout game. So I don't have that expectation that he's going to have it. And I definitely am buying into the hype of this Stroud, uh, Bryce Young battle. And I think uh-huh. that Stroud could really make a, a further statement, one that he's already made in, in the beginning part of the season as the guy that should have been the number one pick. But, um, that that's the way I would lean if I had those two guys on my roster personally. Yep. Um, I can easily make an argument for sitting Trevor Lawrence this week easily, uh, but there's also an argument to start him. It's, it's yeah. tough, man. Um, I've got Jordan love Darnold and Derek Carr on this list. Yeah. It, it, it's rough this week. Uh, my sit him quarterbacks begin with Russell Wilson, who a couple of weeks ago against the chiefs had a single digit game. Uh, 20.8 fantasy points, two picks, two interceptions, uh, two touchdowns, two picks in his last two games. Not good. Uh, even though it's a home game, I'm fading Russell. Listen, I got Kirk Cousins on this list. Here's a stat for you. But the Packers defense is banged up. So I, if you got to start Kirk Cousins this week, I get it. I get it. Two quarterbacks have beaten Green Bay for more than 12.4 points at home since last year. But their defense is hurting right now. So I can see starting Cousins. I can make an argument for both. I don't love Stafford against our beloveds. Uh, I don't love Geno against the Browns. In fact, in a week where there's no buys, I think Geno could be cut. I, I, I This is this is Geno. Whatever deal Geno made with the devil or some fairy godmother last, last season, the carriage has turned back into the pumpkin. Uh, I'm also not playing Gardner Minshew. I know he had a couple of rushing touchdowns last week in a really good game. How many times is he going to rush for two touchdowns? Hell, how many times is he going to rush for one? Uh, so I'm going to fade Minshew this week. Like I said, quarterback is gross this week. Yeah. And if you got one of the elite guys, you're feeling good because they've got good matchups. Um, any of the lesser guys, a lot of them are coin tosses this week. Uh, moving on to the running backs, Isaiah Pacheco against the Broncos. I mean, he's the featured back for Kansas City. Uh, he had 15.8 against him in week six. They've given up 15 plus points to six running backs this year. So Pacheco's in a good spot. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is in a good spot. No David Montgomery had a big game last week. Raiders, eight touchdowns allowed the fifth most points to running backs. Assuming Kareem Hunt is a go for the Browns, he is a go on my fantasy team against Seattle. Um, their defense has given up 11 plus points to six running backs, including two with more than 17. And the volume should be there. I've got Alexander Madison on the list. He's a flex. When I'm when I'm talking about running backs and wide receivers, I'm thinking more like number twos and flexes yep. to help you guys out. I think Madison is flexible this week, even though Cam Akers got some burn last week. Uh, the Packers have given up 17-plus points to four running backs and one scored more than 30. They're not good against the run. And I've got Damian Pierce on here. The, pa- the Panthers have given up the second-most points to running backs. Now, could this be Singletary? Yes. 
But if I need a flex, do I mind starting Pierce against a bad Panthers run defense? I don't. I'll throw the dart. For for anyone listening out there, do you think it's a good idea to to go ahead and stash Singletary if he's on the wire right now? Yeah, go I, I would pick quick. him up. I would pick him up. Only problem is I don't think that he's going to emerge into a featured back like he was a few years ago with the Bills. Right. But yeah, I I, I would certainly hey on your bench in case you need him as coming. a right. Right. There's more bias coming, so yeah, I, I I could I could do that. Um, Brees Hall is a must start. The Bears and Panthers backfield, I'm not sure about yet, but if Foreman is the guy, I'd start him against the the Bolts. If Hubbard is the guy, I'd start him against the Texans. Uh, running back Sidham, Brian Robinson talked about him in the DFS fades against the Eagles. They've allowed 3.3 yards per rush this year, and the fewest points to running backs. Robinson's in a tough spot. I know you got to play Joe Mixon. The Niners defense, I, again, it's not like, it's not, you know, the steel curtain from, you know, from the Steelers 70s days, but they've allowed just four touchdowns and the, and fewer than four yards in attempt. So Joe Mixon, who has not been great this year, 11.5 points per game on average, two of his last three games in single digits. And, and honestly, sticking with the Bengals, Joe Burrow's a risk this week too. Joe Burrow's had one big game all year. And he's had four absolute just S-bombs. They were terrible. And the Niners at home, two games in a row that they've lost. I mean, to teams maybe people think they should have beat. P.J. Walker, they may be more than salty. I thought they'd be salty on Monday night. I don't know what's going on, but again, the NFL, only predictable and it's unpredictability. Uh, Daryl Henderson. Could the Rams put back on the practice squad? I'm assuming they're gonna they're gonna bring them back up for the game. Uh, don't love them against our beloved Dallas Cowboys. One running back has beaten them for more than 13.8 points this year. I don't love Javante Williams. I wish he'd get traded. You know, he's actually looked good the last couple of games. He's averaging over five yards a tote, but he's not scoring any points. Yeah, because they're, they're using they're using McLaughlin. They're using Pirine. I tell you what, all three of those guys have looked solid when they've gotten the opportunity. Yeah, dude, I would love. Javante to get traded and for McLaughlin and P Ryan to split the workload there. And I think McLaughlin would be a nice RB two from a fantasy perspective He's in that really scenario. Talented. Yeah. Uh, I've also got Zach Moss on the sit list against the saints. You know, he got a lot of volume last week, but 7.2 points is his worst game of the year. John and the Taylor looked good. The saints defense has a lot of one running back to beat them for more than 13.9 points this season. Not a great spot for Zach Moss. Uh, I'm not cutting them. I'm definitely not cutting them. Uh, but I don't want to start him if I can help it this week. Wide receivers. Another position that was a little rough this week. Uh, Christian Kirk, great play this week against Pittsburgh in their shaky secondary. And Calvin Ridley's in the mix too. You could play him as a flex. I got Jordan Addison on the list after he went nuclear uh, against the Niners of all teams last week. The Panthers defense is banged up. Um, they have been tough on wide receivers overall. But this is not a healthy unit. I've got DJ Moore as a start. I know that Bajan's the starter. I know he loses some of the luster without fields. But the Chargers are giving up the most points to perimeter receivers this year. And Bajan targeted Moore nine times last week. So it ain't like the targets went down. Uh, They were pretty stagnant, pretty stable. I'm still going to play DJ Moore as a flex. Terry McLaurin, remember a few weeks ago I told you Terry McLaurin owns the Eagles? Owns them. Owns them. 16 plus points six times in nine career games against them. 
four with more than 20, including a game earlier this week, uh, this season, where he recovered a fumble for a touchdown and scored over 20 points. Yep. And the Eagles have allowed the most points to perimeter receivers. The Eagles defense is not good. That's why they, they traded for uh, for um, Keith Byer because they're they're banged up. Kevin, Kevin. I'm sorry, I Kevin. It. I said, I oh, it. you know what I was thinking? Keith Byers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Keith B. Either way, it's KB. It'll be interesting uh, to see how that trade helps out their yeah. secondary from a fantasy perspective because yep. you're right. Yep. They've been they've been bleeding chips in the secondary recently. It's been bad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Zay Flowers against the Cardinals in the Battle of the Birds. Like him, they've uh, given up seven touchdowns and the sixth most points to wide receivers. Uh, so start Zay Flowers. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Jacoby Myers, Drake London, all good plays this week. Uh, on the sit side of things, there's a lot of big names on this list. And I know a lot of people got to play these guys, but beware. New Hopkins. It's going to be Will Levis. I don't know what to expect from this rookie. I don't. Maybe he's going to come out there and be great. Maybe not. New Hopkins, single-digit points in three of his last five games, plus Atlanta's defense has given up the fewest points per game to perimeter receivers. Very tough defense. In fact, Atlanta's defense is a good play this week in fantasy as a streamer. I've got T. Higgins on the list. Tegan's has one good game this year. One. He has scored fewer than five points in every game, but one. And that one game I believe was against Baltimore and he had like 20 something. Uh, the Niners have given up two touchdowns of perimeter receivers this season. I, I think Higgins is a risk. Amari Cooper's a risk. Uh, not that Seattle's defense is spectacular. PJ Walker road game. Yeah. Tough environment for a guy like PJ Walker to play. I, I think this could be a lower scoring game. Don't love Amari Cooper. In that same game, don't love Tyler Lockett. He's really inconsistent. We've seen it this year. Um, the Browns' defense has allowed the fewest points per game to receivers overall. Uh, their defense is tough. I know last week they gave it up to Josh Downs. I get it. I'm looking at the stats here, folks, um, and I'm throwing last week away in a lot of cases. So I don't love Tyler Lockett this week. I don't love Jerry Judy against the Chiefs. This might be his last game as a Bronco. We'll see. Trade deadline. He's been mentioned quite often uh, as a trade chip. I don't love this matchup against Kansas City. Uh, KJ Osborne, Tutu Atwell, also guys that I'm going to fade. Uh, tight end. This is a gross position. <laughs> like I said, wide receiver was gross. Uh, a quarterback was gross this week. Tight end's gross too. Um, you got to play the guys who are the most consistent. Sam Laporta. Darren Waller's got a really good matchup against the Jets this week. Uh, I mentioned for those of you who have Dalton Kincaid on Thursday night, start him. Dalton Schultz, a touchdown in three straight games. Not a great matchup against the Panthers, but I'm going to play him. Jake Ferguson, not consistent, not getting a lot of targets lately, but the Rams have given it up to tight ends. Uh, Goddard, Michael Mayer, also options. And if Juwan Johnson doesn't play this week, Taysom Hill's on the list. So keep tabs on the status of Juwan Johnson. Sit him tight ends. I've got Higby on the list against our beloveds. The only guy who's had a big game against them really at tight end is Kittle. And he burned us for three scores. But Higby also has nine targets in his last three games since Cup came back. That's not good. Um, he's the guy who's been on the outside looking in in terms of the target share since Cooper Cup returned. Uh, David Njoku, double digits in two of his last three games. You'll take that. Seattle hasn't allowed a touchdown to a tight end this year. And P.J. Walker. There's a theme. I don't trust the Browns pass catchers this week. Cole Komet. He played 63 offensive snaps last week, Toss. 33 were run plays. Yep. 
And you look at the matchup and you think, well, wait a minute, the Chargers are giving up the 10 most points of tight ends. Yeah, because Kelsey beat him for 36. They didn't really give up much to anybody else. So I'm not going with Cole Komet. And, and Logan Thomas, who I didn't love last week, he had a decent game. He had nine points. I mean, at tight end, that's fine. Sure. Uh, I don't love the matchup against the Eagles, though. Even though they're not great against perimeter receivers, uh, they're tougher against tight ends. Uh, Chicken Conquo, Irv Smith Jr., Noah Fant. I mean, these guys are all low-hanging fruit. You know you're not going to play them. But again, tight ends and show right yeah. now. It, it's, it's brutal. Um, before we go, Toss, prediction for the Cowboys this week? Oh, we're winning. Confidently, huh? No. I mean, it's going to be ugly if we win. It's it's it's, it's not going to be by 25 points, but I think we're have a better seen, team. What? Have you seen the line? No, what is it? It is seems it, kind of high to me. Is it six and a half? Um, and I'm, I'm looking right. It's six. So I, I think it's gone down a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty high. I think it's going to be a close game. The Rams, the Rams are not a bad team. No, they're, they're, not they're absolutely team. not. They're well coached. Their offense can do a lot of different things. Nakua yeah. is still on a tear. Cup had a bad game last week, like on the field. He dropped a couple of passes. That won't happen two games in a row. That was Puka. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I miss Diggs. I really wish the Cowboys would sign uh, or would trade for Sertan, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, probably not. That, that would be great. Jerry, I don't know how aggressive he's getting. Jerry hasn't been aggressive really in terms of that kind of thing since like Deion Sanders, right? I mean, like, you know, he's made a couple of trades that have not worked out. And typically they, they're involving wide receivers. Remember like Roy right. Williams, I didn't Joey Galloway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, if we were, if we were out of the spotlight in the media, from the media standpoint, maybe he'd make a big move, but with Micah doing his, yeah. his show and, and all the Dak I mean, stuff. The Cowboys like, haven't made like big sign. I mean, like I mentioned the Deion Sanders signing, like, you know, in terms of the trades, I mean, um, it is what it is. I think the Cowboys are, are, you know, Good enough to get beat in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, anyways, that's it for this week's edition of the can Believe. I, yeah, can, I give you, can I give you something? I just want I want to throw two stat lines, season stat lines out there for you, and you tell me which player you think both of these guys are. They play on the same team. They're both wide receivers. Yeah. One guy, 39 receptions on 55 targets, 474 yards, three touchdowns. The other guy, 27 receptions, 48 targets, 368 yards, two touchdowns. Can you guess what team that is and who those two players are? It's the number one and number two wide receivers on the team. The reason why I asked this question is because one of these guys' ADP was considerably higher than another guy's. And I never understood it at the time. And now I just bring it up to say, this is kind of an I told you so, but also like we got to know better sometimes when we're doing our, our preseason rankings for, for draft. My guess is it's Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's yeah. a great guess. Christian Kirk outside of uh, he had he did he had nothing. Two thousand yard seasons in a row. Like what was he going to not be open and available for Trevor Lawrence this season? I don't know. Like I I love the hype around Ridley. I think what he offers to the team is really really nice. Um, another weapon for for Trevor Lawrence. But I think you know when we do our ADP when we're when we're going into into draft season, like we can't forget what these guys mean from a chemistry standpoint to each other. And yep. if you had Christian Kirk and you, you waited to, to draft him as your wide receiver too, you're, you're happy with them so far. And I think sometimes, even more is coming. Sometimes um, as an industry, we jump on players yeah, uh, or a player. And Ridley was one of those guys. Yeah. And I had him ranked ahead of Kirk. Uh, I didn't feel great about it. 
And um, yeah, Kirk's been a far better uh, value from a fantasy perspective. No question about that. Uh, so um, Cowboys, let's see. I say, I say Cowboys 24 to 20. I, we don't cover, but we win the game. Uh, we'll beat the Rams. And if we don't, I won't be surprised. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, that will do it for this week's edition of the uh, Believe Fantasy Football Show on a Thursday. Make sure you check back on Tuesday, which will be Halloween. Uh, Toss will be wearing a Michael Myers costume. Probably not. Um, I will not be dressed up. Although, I mean, I could always wear a Cowboys helmet during the show. Uh, yeah, if that that's scary. Uh, that's scary. And, and, I, and I might have Adam Wainwright for next week. We'll see. I Ooh, might be Adam Wainwright. Uh, the great pictures for the St. Louis Cardinals next week. We'll see. Uh, but that's for bad now, juju for my for my Texas Rangers who are in the World Series. If we get Wayno on the show, although he's one of the dude, greats, I, you're you're going to be one of the only people watching that World Series. Rangers, that's, Diamondbacks. That's not oh. true. That's it's going to be great baseball. It's going to be great baseball. The, or, I am glad that the Astros are out. That's all I cared about. I don't you're care welcome. who wins. I just wanted the Astros out. So let me well tell done. you, those there's two good teams, Corbin Carroll, young star on the Diamondbacks. He's a guy to watch. And then the Rangers, they have a lot of stars. They paid big bucks to bring yeah, in Seeger and bucks, Simeon, yeah. you know, Scherzer. Like they've got the star, the star power there. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Hopefully we get our first World Series. But yeah, Wayno would be would be sweet. Always, always good to talk to a legend like that. Good luck to your Rangers. Good luck to Thanks, our Cowboys. Man. And good luck to all of you out there uh in your fantasy football match. Set your lineups. Three. Set them. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you're checking out si.com slash fantasy for all of your starts and sits, player props, waiver wire, Jen Piacenti's uh, incredible picks every single week. Hit, hit up si.com slash fantasy. And uh, Toss and I will talk to you next Tuesday. Have a great weekend, folks. See ya. Uh-huh.